The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Hello there, everyone, and welcome. Hey there to those of you joining on Instagram Live. It's Lisa of All Things Therapy. I am the host of All Things Therapy, where the mission of the show is to change consciousness one conversation at a time. My guest today, Damla Aktiken of A Drop Own, is you in full introduction in just moments. I want to let those of you listening, if you are looking for an intuitive practitioner and therapist, to please reach out to me through nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. And I'm doing phone, Skype, FaceTime, and Zoom sessions, as well as promoting my book that launched having to do with healing our deepest core wounds with empathy and self-forgiveness, endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. All of that is at NOLA Therapy. So, y'all, for those of you on Instagram Live, listening through the various platforms that podcasts are on, today I am with Damla Aktiken. She is a healer, a coach, crystal healing teacher. She's the host of conversations with healers podcast of which i was a guest on her show recently and she's the owner of a drop of ohm and we're going to talk to her about how that name came to her in a dream damla's work centers around assisting people in repairing their energetic wounds additionally damla's a reiki master she's a yoga and prenatal yoga teacher And she's always wanted to understand why we do what we do and has led workshops, one-on-ones, group classes, and online classes since 2005. Welcome, Damla. Hi, so happy to be here. I'm happy to be with you. Thank you for rolling with the technological uh, issues and challenges we're figuring out. (laughs) It happens to all of us. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. I am actually excited to chat with you. Um, we had to, we have connected because you were on my podcast on conversations with healers, and um, I love that we actually intersect with the energetic wounds work. So I'm excited to talk about all of those. <laughs> Me too. So I wanted to start by asking you. And I'm going to offer up like three questions and you can pick where you feel like we need to begin. One, I was definitely curious about a drop of Ohm. And I know you're Turkish 
and how a drop of ohm came to you in a dream and the significance of that and your Turkish heritage. Again, a question I have is how you approach healing and what energetic wounds are. So wherever you'd like to begin. I think they're all interconnected. I I droplet in Turkish. Yeah. And my healing journey actually began with mantras. So around the time I was building my new website and my new business, I had a dream where my business were to be named A Drop of Om. And at the time, it just sounded uh, nice and pretty. (laughs) And I didn't think much about it. But as I uh, and my little um, logo is actually a droplet and there's an OM uh, sign in it in Sanskrit. Yes, it's beautiful. And as I as my work evolved and as my healing evolved, I began to understand that we're all living in a vibrational soup. And we're all little droplets of OM or vibration in that soup. So we get affected by the vibrations around us and then we can affect the vibrations around us. And then it all begins with your little droplet because the whole Mm. ocean, the entire soup is actually hidden in your little OM as well. So, and the energetic wounds are anything and everything that might be disturbing to the orderliness to the lovingness in your little ownness, in your little vibrational soup. I love that. And one of the topics I wanted to bring up with you at some point during our time today has to do with um, vibration and where you talk in your work about, let me find it exactly, where you talk about our vibrational reality and tending to it and tools and resources But before we go there, I wanted to ask you, how do you approach healing with a new person coming to you, a listener today? How is it that you start with people and with us understanding the way you work? Well, when someone's drawn to me and my work, there's something in their system, in their vibrational reality that already knows what we're going to work together. So my job is to listen to that and help them realize exactly what that is. I use a couple different tools. I use EFD tapping. I use guided uh, visualizations, um, intuitive guidance, as well as sound healing with tuning forks. But in all of those, my job is to sort of help you make sense of the vibrational state that you're in. Oftentimes, you might have a physical symptom or a physical condition, but my understanding of a physical condition is different than perhaps a physician because I'm seeing you as a whole, as a vibrational system. So my job is to guide you through what's sort of blinking at me (laughs) when we first meet. It could be... um, an issue related to your heart. It could be a real issue related to your throat. Uh, but there's always an entry point. And then once we go through that entry point, there, there are more avenues opening up. And more often than that, when I what I find are these little um, crystallized or I, I liken them to, it's funny, you and I were talking about cats before this. Yeah. These, um, yeah. you know, like a little kitten playing with a ball of yarn. So it's this entangled ball of yarn places that exist in our field that are Mm. the result of uh, personal um, community or global trauma. So that's usually where we end up digging and sort of pulling it thread by thread. (laughs) 
to untangle things. And you also talk in your work about ancestral wounds. How do those play a part in our vibrational field and someone coming to you to start working? How might you weave that into the conversation? I'm so glad you asked about this because the way I define and work with ancestors is a little more different. I define them as anybody or any being that has is uh, contributing and will be contributing to your life here and now. Meaning um, I'm not just talking about when I say ancestors, just your past blood relatives. I'm talking about uh, things with DNA, all the plants, all the animals. I'm talking about all the minerals that continue to exist in you, the crystals um, and the minerals that make up the world and our universe. I'm talking about the um, current existing parallel generation and the future generation because in in the continuum we are um when we say ancestors we're talking about not just contributing to the life that's here now but also ancestors are all about the contribution to the continuum of life across timelines so the way that appears in my work is usually um there are patterns passed on There are patterns just like the ball of yarn I'm talking about that might have happened in your life. But there are other little wounds that continue to live on in our vibrational soup through our species, through our DNA. Um, And if we begin to understand that what's happening here in the now in this body is not just the result of what we did or didn't do, but a result of generations past, generations parallel and generations future, then we become a little bit more attuned to how life operates on a quantum level. So does that ever feel overwhelming? Because I, you know, it's hearing I imagine coming to a session and hearing there could be all these ancestral factors that we may or may not know about. I know sometimes we know some history and patterns in our family that we have to unlearn and take responsibility for now. How do you help people if they start to feel kind of overwhelmed by that? Sometimes, I mean, there's, there's, when you enter into a healing relationship, there's always a little bit of testing of waters and seeing if they right. can trust the situation and the, the person as the, the, their healer. But what happens is that the messages that come through in my intuitive work are so lovingly supportive. There's, um, for instance, one, um, example I can give is um, I might see as I'm working with a client um, these pictures of people doing crafts or making things with their hands so that's a reminder to the person that you, you know one of the gifts is that they get to work with their hands and that has been passed on to them I know for me it is a gift you know, it comes through me it comes through me as the voice of generations. Mm-hmm. And um, so there are so many gifts. And then I think one thing people sort of have a hard time understanding is that the the thing that ancestors want and need from us is for us to see them, acknowledge them, and mm-hmm. forgive them. It's just like wow. any other wounded place. So they just yeah. want us to make contact yeah. <laughs> in some way. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. And they want to go on you first and then I'll say. 
I was just going to say the other thing they really, really want for us is just for us to live our life. Again, their whole existence, the, the whole existence of the idea of ancestors for us to be living um, meaningful lives. So, so they want us to take those steps that will be in our next step of evolution. They want us to live joyful, fruitful lives. So and if you think about it that way, there's so much support suddenly around you. You can name it ancestors. You can name it the energetic soup. You can name it however you name it. But it life just wants to be lived and to continue and to evolve. You know, and ancestors too, uh, I'm... And Dama, before we keep talking, I realized I went to my phone and I manually turned the volume down on the side. Did you do that on yours? Like yes. the buttons yeah. all the way down? And that stopped the echo on my end. Yeah. Did you? Are you I, able to mine do? was turned down. <laughs> okay, all the way. And it's on mute? Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I'm seeing that we're getting lots of feedback and I'm not sure how to correct this so that it's easier for people to hear. Again, Roan, um, I don't have a head. Anybody out there on Instagram Live, can they still, can you still hear me? Can you hear me, Dama? I can hear you. There's a little bit of a feedback. For okay. me, I'm sort of, I'm always okay to roll with these things. Okay. <laughs> I just want to try to get it clear. That might be worse. Okay. Let me turn that down. So, Ronan at LA Talk Radio, if you have any other ideas, please type me in the chat box on Zoom and I will try something else. I just do not have a headset. So, coming back to the ancestor conversation and my experience and understanding of ancestors is that since they are deceased ancestors, since they're in non-physical and we're in physical, they have such a unique and different vantage point that they're not in this human body that harbors wounds, hurt, pain. And it's like they're really able to fully love us unconditionally and that they just offer love beaming constantly and, you know, really do want to know how loved we are. And the forgiveness piece, I think, is important because it's been sad for me working with clients that have a deceased loved one where there was abuse, trauma, and there wasn't the forgiveness and the repair work able to happen in the physical life together, how it can still happen when one crosses over. Have you helped people with those kinds of relationships? Um, not necessarily in that way, but I want to say, I think my view is slightly different because I don't necessarily see it as they lived and they're done. I see it as a continuous river. And oh yeah. Same. That that's river. what I mean. That, that we're and still I would in even expand it to say like crystals are our ancestors. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's talk about, yeah, I have my pendulum. Yeah. <laughs> because they are the building blocks of you and me. There is uh, our DNA is actually a liquid crystalline structure. Our fascia, our connective tissue is crystalline, which is one of the reasons why touch is so important or acupressure works because electrical signals travel through the crystalline structure. Our bones are 65% or more crystals or minerals. So yeah. 
in that sense, the ancestors are right here, right here when you see and when you feel your bones, your bones are ancestors. It's yeah, and I'm just going to go with the Zoom because I've been getting feedback that we're, they're hearing double. So I'm just using the Zoom and we'll put it out later on all the platforms. Okay. So, yes, good, because it's clear. I didn't want people to hear double and then stop listening. Perfect. Okay. So um, it's like it becomes this fun interaction to see that they're they're living in you and through you is how I view them. And um, the crystals become, they can become the messengers in between for you to connect with that type of energy and reach out to um, that existing wisdom that lives in your energetic DNA that is right there. In your can, you say, can you say more about that, Dama, the use of, of crystals in your healing practice? Because I know that you offer sessions and classes to help us understand and utilize crystals more. So through my own healing journey, I have developed a crystal healing method called chakra bliss healing. And I mentioned that mantras were my first entry point. Crystals were the second to when I was going through becoming a first mom in my healing crisis. And over the years, I uh, actually have given one-on-one healings and group healings to hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, And I have developed an online course to sort of summarize what I have gathered over the years. But basically, the way I approach crystals is not to say, to look at a crystal and say, what are you good for? Mm. But I look at a crystal and see, I see a drop of foam. I see a vibrational structure that has um, an, um, a way of understanding and interacting with the world. A crystal can take in energy. It can amplify it, store it, focus it, and then it can give it out. So it takes it and it transmutes it and then it gives it out. Um, it sort of beautifies it. It makes it more coherent. Mm-hmm. So when I look at a crystal, I no longer ask what what chakras do you operate with? What use do you have for me? What is your mineral content? The question I ask is, how can we enter into a conversation? How can we build and cultivate a relationship? Because the healing that happens with a crystal is a co-creative relationship between you as a vibrational structure and them as a vibrational structure then it becomes a whole other conversation because i'm no longer just going to a store and picking something up to look pretty on my shelf i am actually the way i hold them is different the way i take them from the shelf is different the way i place them on my skin is different it's like kin talking to a kin It becomes a whole other. And I tell people crystal healing is a cultivated meditation practice that is all about love, Mm, all about love. Because when you're holding a crystal, like when I'm looking at the, you know, nooks and crannies of a rose quartz, I'm actually remembering the fascia structure inside of me, in my muscles, in my bones. I'm actually able to, through this gift of nature, hold a piece of myself 
mm. in my hand. And anytime I relate to and enter into a healing conversation with a crystal, I am also entering into a healing conversation with my own self. I think so that that's the way. <laughs> I think that perspective is really beautiful. And I feel a particular affinity for rose quartz. I sleep with a beautiful piece under my pillow. And I just, when you're not brave, and you're additionally a sound healer, and how our thoughts carry frequency, the crystals carry frequency, everything carries a frequency. And that's the rate at which something vibrates. And it's measured in hertz. And I know I recently gave a talk speaking about how genetic biochemists are using 528 hertz to repair broken and damaged DNA. And that's the sound frequency of love. And so I've begun to use that tuning fork in my practice. Can you talk to us since you are a a professional sound healer, your sound balancing tuning forks and and just how that really helps us with healing at, at the deepest of levels? I have 528. I use it <laughs> with almost every client. Yeah. It's incredibly, um, it's incredibly soothing. I think my approach with tuning forks is very similar to crystals. I am interested in uh, learning. The thing that uh, tuning forks do is, whereas I can sort of enter into the vibrational conversation of a crystal with my hands or with my thoughts. Um, a tuning fork will make what is in your field soundable. So it will sound out the um, little, uh, you know, noisy parts of you. So that I can, as a healer, go in there and I can sort of translate what's being said there and sort of sweep it out. Um, And the method that I work with is called biofuel tuning. Um, It was devised by... um, Eileen Makusik. And the tuning forks to me are, they're incredible. They're also very, very um, effective. If you really want to go get into something, get into a particular room, hear out what it has to say to you, they can be super effective. So it's different different than a sound bath in the sense that I'm not trying to give you a vibrationally beautiful experience. I'm more interested in uh, picking out the um, dissonances and bringing them into resonance. I think it's amazing and very unique. Yeah. Yeah. How did you come to healing, Dama? How did you become a healer? (laughs) All these really beautiful ways. Well, I had uh, my own healing journey and healing crisis. The last one was in 2012 when I became a mom. I had an emergency C-section, which afterwards is a blur. I sort of lost my connection to myself, my body. Um, I Prior to that, I had been a full-time yoga teacher, um, teaching prenatal yoga, all sorts of yoga. And um, I had a strong meditation practice as well. But afterwards, it was just, it was impossible for me to meditate. And then I found out that I was able to meditate through the use of mantra with um, malas, these 108 bead necklaces. Right, right, yeah with the repetition. And that was also something I could do while I, while I was nursing or in between the half an hour 
napping breaks I could get as a new mom. So um, once I discovered that the mantras were giving me relief, I think it, the thing, one thing that I always had is I have this wish and will to share. <laughs> Yeah. I I started offering mantra um, immersion classes where I would teach people how to use the mala, how to chant. And then with each discovery and then came crystals, I was like, okay, how can I teach people more about this? Uh, EFT tapping, how can I teach people more about this? It has been that my life has guided me. Um, and then also a lot of the people that come in have something to teach me. With each client, I dive into another layer of my own healing, but also discovering, okay, this is something needed. Um, one of my online courses, Tending to Your Needs, Needs of Your Inner Child, Needs of Your Ancestors, was created that way because it was something that I worked on with a specific client. So um, I didn't start out as um, saying, I want to be a healer. Let me be a healer. Right. I started out saying, um, let me be a vehicle of light. Let me let my life be um, light giving and expanding for beings out there. And this is sort of where I ended up. And your path took you to all these places and practices and techniques, it sounds like, that you picked up and adopted along your journey and now offer yeah. others. Yes. And I kept saying yes. I still say yes. I'm now learning. Um, I'm learning tarot. I'm interested in uh, learning another healing technique. So there are things that come to you and then there are things sort of um, that become you mm-hmm. <laughs> that become um, easier and easier through each client. Um I get another perspective. I get another hit of how to approach a vibrational field and give them relief, give them answers, give them uh, some resolution. That's the goal. That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) And then the other goal that's related to that is, which is something I'm working on now, is to empower them. Um, And I do that through online courses. I do that through recorded meditations. Right. go in and do their own self-healing, which is so, so important to cultivate that practice of um, release and expansion every single day. Yeah. After this break, I wanted to come back because I made a list of some of the things that you offer listeners that I was going to go over. So let's go to that after, after this break to my sponsors. So for those of you listening, I want to offer you a technique for weight loss and food cravings by a practitioner who has been featured in places like Psychology Today, Shape, Women's Health, and Fitness Magazines. Brittany Watkins' system is based upon EFT tapping, which we've been talking a little about today in the show. And EFT tapping interrupts the encoding of memory in your brain, and it reprograms your brain and body so that food cravings to things like chocolate, ice cream, junk food, and alcohol cease. And this puts you in control of your health and your weight. This is Brittany's own technique utilizing EFT tapping, and she's offering it to you for 50% off the normal cost at BrittanyWatkins.com. Use code THERAPY50. And 
I worked with her in a session having to do with a food craving I've had for years that's been comforting. And she really helped me to understand the emotional factors going on underneath the food that I craved in particular and tying it back to a memory with my grandparents that was very pleasant and how today that's like a go-to to comfort myself and soothe. And while that's you know, cool in some aspects when it's out of control and becomes binge eating and we don't feel like we are mastering that it can become very hurtful and cause our weight to fluctuate or increase undesirably. So check her out at brittanywatkins.com. Take 50% off with the code therapy 50. She's helped over a hundred thousand people with their unhealthy relationship to food. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What might be interfering with your happiness? Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Are you feeling overwhelmed or particular stress right now with the changes that we've all been navigating in this last 10 months or so? Betterhelp.com has been my longstanding sponsor. They are a HIPAA secure online therapy platform that connects you to a licensed therapist in under 24 hours. You're able to change therapists if you don't feel like they're a good fit for you. I was one of their practitioners for a while. So it's, you know, people like me that are there to meet with you through the betterhelp.com platform by phone sessions or video sessions. You can work with issues like depression, anxiety, stress, or relationships. It's confidential, HIPAA secure, and they offer financial aid to those in need. As my listener, they offer you 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy, betterhelp.com forward slash ATT. Okay, Donla. So when I was looking at the services and and things that you offer where people don't even have to necessarily do a one-on-one with you, you offer a lot of really cool online classes like Crystal Healing, Tending to Your Needs is one that stood out to me, an intro to EFT Tapping. You talk about intuition. You do group sound balancing. And what was also cool to me was your 40 Days of Shanti Mantra Journal dipping your dip your toes into the magic of mantras. So I wondered about I wondered about that one in particular and just how all this has come together for you because it's a lot of really cool stuff at a drop of ohm.com. Yeah, yeah. Um so each of the courses is actually inspired by a client or clients or people that I work with in groups. Um like I said I had been offering group crystal healings for years and years now. And it's, you know, it's that cultivation of things that you don't realize that you're doing. And finally, they all came together. And over the course of last two years, I wrote that uh, course, which is all about helping you dive into crystal healing meditation. I have nine different meditations in there that you can immediately use. And um, 
it teaches you sort of my perspective. I didn't um, get trained in this. I sort of followed my own intuition mm-hmm. and followed my own sense of them and followed my own research. And that's the what the thing that I'm teaching for you to do, to go into your own exploration. There are some fundamentals there that are going to help you right. get, like widen your perspective about crystals. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of them. Tending to your needs is another one that's near and dear to my heart because as people kept coming to me with their energetic wounds, one thing I realized very quickly was the thing that's going to alleviate some of the load of the um, wounds or having been wounded is just simply tending to your needs. And I, I, as an energy healer, my understanding is that we don't necessarily have a, a huge understanding of this because we don't realize that in the needs of the moment, there are the needs of all of our inner children that haven't been met yet. So it's not just the need of the moment or the emotional uproar of the moment. And it's it's not even just you. There are the needs of your ancestors hidden in your emotional state or physical state here. So that course is all about giving you some, um, there's some EFT tapping there to help you um, look deeper into your needs and begin to meet them with compassion and with or without help. Um, And I'm going to jump to, I have two other courses, but I mean, they're sort of self-explanatory. One of them is about intuition. Can I ask you a question though, before we move away from this one that's coming up for me, I'm going to ask you a question that you asked me on your podcast. And it's that, do you, do you believe that, you know, in talking about wounding and healing that, that we fully heal from our wounds? I think that healing is uh, the wound shows up when you're ready, willing, and able to look at it and evolve from it. So it's not about like deleting. <laughs> it's about you evolving to coming to a deeper understanding of your um, place in the timeline, as well as your vibrational state here and now. So in that sense, yes, it is possible to heal and evolve. And the next time you enter the same cycle of emotional upheaval, it's not just you're turning a circle, you're actually um, going up a spiral. So you're going to have a different vantage point and then you're going to encounter a different wound each time in each cycling uh, through the day, through the month, (laughs) through your own inner cycles. But uh, yes, it's a continuous cultivation of uh, evolution every single day. That's what I call healing. I hear you. And, you know, also, again, just talking, there's something I took a note on in reading some of your material having to do with the organs of our body and what's held in them vibrationally and historically. Can you take a moment to share some of that with us? Because it just really struck me as unique and like, yeah, I, I can see that. The organs each have unique vibrational fields and constructs. Uh, just like a crystal, they have like slightly different content and slightly different geometric structure. So um, Chinese medicine actually does a wonderful job of this. For instance, liver is, is traditionally seen as holding of anger or your spleen as um, holding issues about powerlessness. But I don't like... Um, dividing and conquering. (laughs) I like 
what happens is we often have one particular area of our body that was that somehow came in wounded through okay. our you know DNA who knows or somehow got a little bit more than its fair share through life okay. um so then when something stressful hits us life and discomfort is going to come through that part I know for me right now, it's probably my throat area. Like I'm working through some discomfort in my throat area. So it's not necessarily when you have a throat issue that your issues are all about speaking your truth or whatnot. It could be that just life hit you like some other stressor or boundary issue hit you. And it's just showing up there because that was your weakest spot um, that's sort of my to the 40 days of mantra if you don't yeah, mind. I'd love to hear more about that too okay so 40 days of shanti mantra journal is actually on amazon it's available it's a journal it's an interactive book because it's taking you through a 40-day journey of chanting om shanti om or which in sanskrit means om peace om and i guide you through picking an intention i give you the basics of mantra practice the whole point being realizing um, understanding what is what may be between you and peace about in a particular area of your life. And in the 40 day journey, journey, you realize that when you put your gaze towards something, that something puts its gaze towards you. One of the questions I ask you and want you to fill each and every day is what synchronicities, thoughts, um, intuition, you're beginning to notice as you start this journey. And often people say like, wow, I didn't realize that peace, <laughs> clues about peace, how I can add peace to my life were jumping out at me that much. Because yeah. when you pay attention, life is going to be like here, here, pay attention to these. So that's the whole point. Um, and it's a very, very simple practice. It's mantra um Chanting has been shown to change your brain waves. It's a beautiful meditative practice. If you're someone who has a hard time with just staying still, it yeah. gives you something to do, something to notice, something to um, be familiar with. Uh, and it's again, for me, mantras and another love story because they're so powerful not and the goal is not to get you to if you're like here on your feet out of like we're not trying to get you to 10 but we're trying to help you understand what may be between you and getting to 10 and mm. sort of nudging you slowly towards the 10 yes that that totally makes sense i love that but it's um, i was curious about it an interactive journal and I love the chanting. Chanting can feel so good in one's body. It does. It does. Like the vibration of the sound and of the words. And I know the words have specific frequencies to to aid in our self-soothing. Just like a tuning fork, uh, a word is not just the vibration. It's also the symbolic um holding of uh, it holds a symbolic energy of what it represents and something like shanti when you're chanting you're not just connecting to just with the beats just with yourself but you're connecting with everyone who has ever chanted that so to Mm. me that's beautiful oh that's amazing (laughs) i love that visual and that feeling of it yeah 
And Dama, the last question I wanted to ask you before we're done is like, what's next for you? What are you excited about? And just kind of as you look to your future personally and professionally, I wanted to check in with you about that. I am excited about uh, giving people more tools to empower themselves. I'm actually in the process of creating an online healing membership, which will have um, monthly energy tune-ups, mini energy tune-ups. So there's a lot going on there. I'm in the process of creating another journal all about crystal healing so that they can go into that loving interaction with crystals. Um, There's always something brewing in me, but I'm also uh, very aware that... um, I've just finished a big creative project and I'm about to dive into some things, pieces there that are coming together. So I'm enjoying the slow pace of getting things together. Um, and as always, for me, healing is about uh, awareness and that daily cultivation of practices. And I'm very interested in, in communicating that to people and helping them understand that um, healing is not just you making an appointment with a healer and you do one to three sessions and you're done. It's a lifelong journey of evolution. Um, and yes, you can get help and you should definitely get help with it. But there are also so many things you can do to keep healing yourself and does adding your small drop of OM that is more coherent into the sea of OM. Yes. And I think that really goes back to earlier when you were talking about um, really tending to your needs, us tending to our needs. And it is a daily practice, waking up and checking in with ourselves and, and utilizing tools like meditation and tapping and sound healing and crystals and making it a practice and that you're available to help people, I think, really uh, solidify and crystallize their processes in this way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they can find, I have a a number of tools. I'm sharing a few meditations. I have a quiz where you can actually go in and discover what your energetic moons are. Um, All of that is at adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. And I'm on social media. Just put a drop of om on your Google and I'm going to pop up. Um, and I hope to connect with people and I hope that uh, they have been able to gather some goodness through our conversation. Absolutely. So a drop of ohm.com is the best way to find you as well as on socials at a drop of ohm. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Dama, thank you for taking your time today and rolling through the the show and and the challenges we overcame with the technology. I appreciate that. My pleasure. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Have the best afternoon. You too. Thank you. Bye. That concludes my show today with Dama Aktiken. Find her again at adropofom.com. As always, I send you my love. Please check out my book, Endorsed by His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, at nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at NOLA Therapy. Reach out. I'd love to be connected. Send me guest suggestions. If you'd like to be a guest, what you're doing to add to the narrative of changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. All my love. Bye. 
listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir 